0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Culture Base Podcast. I'm Dustin, he's Blake. This is the podcast that the New York Times is calling It Exists. (laughs) Uh,
1: We are here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe The Onion rated us top podcast of all time. Mm. So for whatever that's worth. Um, Yeah, we're blowing up um by now you've probably there's probably some things have come out about us in the media that may or may not be true yeah um but mostly they're true Mm. because they're saying good things yeah yeah (laughs) i just my goal is to make blake laugh as quickly as possible and I feel like we've accomplished that. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Today's episode, building a culture of feedback. It is February 27th in the year of our Lord, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're pumped to be with you today. Today we're going to be talking about that building a culture of feedback. It is going to be an awesome episode. Lots of R&D. mm went into this one. It's super fun as Blake and I were talking before we hopped on here because we just finished talking about like criticism and pessimism and skeptics and all that type of stuff. And so now we're going to roll right into like feedback, which I think a lot of skeptics and critics and pessimists hide behind Um, or they use it as a weapon. Right. Um, But we're going to talk about today how it looks in an ideal culture. But before we get to that, uh, I want to thank you all for listening uh, on any audio podcast platform that you're listening on. I would love for you to leave a five star rating and review for us helps get this content out even further. If you are watching on YouTube, hello there. So glad to see you. Um, Blake waved at you. He's so nice. We would love for you to like, subscribe and ring the bell for this podcast and this particular episode. Uh, That way you'll be notified every time we drop new content, which is on the reg as the kids say. Do they say that? I don't know, but I was in a, when I was in church yesterday, the pastor went on a, uh, not a really a rant. It was kind of like a little comedy break in the middle of his message, and he started going through some words, and I learned some new words. Oh, such as what? Um, bussin'. Oh, don't know that one. What's that mean? Um, it means something is very nice. Mm. Is it busting or a bussin'? Bussin, B-U-S-S-I-N, maybe with a chicka on the end of it. Yeah. So this, So just to recap, this is the podcast that the New York Times referred to as Bussin.
1: Mm. There
0: we go. There it is. Cool. Uh, so you can find us. You can find this Bussin Podcast uh, on social media, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. He almost put his coffee out. This is why you need to watch on YouTube. Um, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, you can find us at The Culture Base, B-A-S-E. Or you can learn more about us at theculturebase.com. If you go to theculturebase.com slash strategy, ask your parents how to spell that one, uh, then you can grab a 30-minute phone call with us or Zoom. Depends on if you want to see our faces or not, but we would love to do that help you uh, figure out how you can grow your scalable teams. Cause that's all we're here. Blake culture base exists to help leaders know what they're about, show where they're going and develop a scalable team to get there. See how I brought it back at the end because I forgot to say it earlier. Mm, that was good. <laughs> so you have to pardon me. I got a new Nespresso machine for my office space. Oh, nice. And I'm just a tad bit caffeinated. Yeah.
1: I'm on my third Sorry. or fourth. So I feel, yeah,
0: this is, this is my third. Well, my third is my first Nespresso of the day. Yeah, but it's my third cup of caffeinated warmth. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. Caffeinated warmth. That's what I call it. Good old C Dub. That's trademark. You can't use that. Anyway, speaking of trademark, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? Like many organizations get everything in place where an ideal culture can survive, but the mistake that's often made is they set it and forget it. Struggling team cultures are often struggling because the leaders don't understand the value of feedback and how it helps them change alongside an ever-changing world of business or maybe a nonprofit world. Uh, Don't make the same mistakes as them. You need to build a culture of feedback to infinitely scale your team. Now, when we were doing all that, R&D for this episode, I came across this cool story from a mega company that I've seen their name before, but I honestly didn't know what they do. Their name is Cargill, C-A-R-G-I-L-L. They're a Minneapolis-based food producer and distributor. They've been in the business for more than 150 years, in this article I found was talking about how they were struggling to effectively engage and motivate their over 160,000 employees around the globe. However, the company found its breakthrough when it shifted to quote, an everyday performance management system, Mm. in which they strategically incorporated encouragement, feedback, it's the F word of the day, and motivation into daily on the job conversations between employees and their managers. And by shifting its focus from annual reviews only, to ongoing conversations. And again, the F word, feedback from a retrospective to a forward facing approach, check out what they did. They realized that it impacted nearly 40% of their performance and almost 70% of their employees soon after reported that they now feel valued and they have received useful feedback from their superiors. Yeah. As
1: I think about, this feedback idea of this once a year hit. I think the one of the biggest problems with this is it's very one direction, right? Like not even the band one direction, the band. like the actual, like that's it. You're just telling direction. them the thing, very critic focused. Mm. The problem is, is that constant or that lack of constant feedback means we're not having communication. That is not a communication. Yeah. You think that's communication, that's not communication. Communication, And the true communication is when you know how the other person received the information you said. And that is usually not a five-minute wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. It is a let's talk about it. Do you understand? Like, tell me what I'm telling you. Like, that's a great thing. Hey, I'm going to have you explain back to me what the thing is I just told you. Like, digging into that communication style. And good communication has to come from a place of trust, too, which means that there's this idea of building a bank account in order to say certain feedback aspects where people trust what you have to say. You don't just live in this positional authority aspect. People trust, hey, what they're saying to me is because they care for me. One, it's that permission base, or they've mm-hmm. walked the walk and talked the talk, and I've seen it, and I trust the experience behind what they're going to say. But if it's yeah. just this idea of, I'm just going to tell them things and if they don't get it, whatever, or I'm only going to give them, you know, certain feedback once a year, you're not going to remember anything. Your connection to them and that person and that feedback once a year is, it's not even trustworthy, right? Like you don't have a good thermometer for the rest of the year. Um, So this constant feedback is, it's just, it's got to be the way that the culture exists. Otherwise, people will leave it's one of the top three reasons people leave is lack of communication the bad manager like it's all kind of tied together in this idea of feedback right Mm -hmm. so without this feedback you're going to do damage and you're not going to create scalability
0: Mm. yeah so We're hitting now on why feedback is so important, and I want you to hear, too, this article from Harvard Business Review that I found uh, earlier. They said there are three common stories that employees tell themselves. That's the Brene Brown, right? The story we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. Uh, when they this is what they tell themselves when they don't get enough feedback. Now, uh, emphasis on the word enough. Because I think, like Blake was saying, a lot of leaders would say that they do give feedback, but it's often in the form of criticism and it's often only once a year. And so with those two things combined, here's what people hear uh, when they don't get enough valuable feedback. Number one, they hear, as long as I'm not creating trouble for my manager, I'm doing fine. Mm -hmm. Right. They're saying in that case, if the bar... Uh, for satisfactory performance is not a problem employee, then your bar is way too low. Number two, this is what this is what a story they tell themselves. Is my manager doesn't think I can take feedback well. Well, uh, if you don't have compelling evidence to support the belief that your employee won't receive feedback well, then you need to do as Nike suggests, according to the Harvard Business Review, and just do it. Number three uh, thing that they tell themselves is my manager doesn't think I can change. So if you don't have good quality, consistent feedback, your employees will walk around thinking, as long as I'm not creating trouble for my manager, I'm doing fine. That's that's a survive, not a thrive mentality. My manager doesn't think I can take feedback. Well, now they're down on themselves, the self-confidence issue. And then also my manager doesn't think I can change. Mm. So just from those three statements alone, just imagine for a second what type of culture you're building. It's not an ideal one. It's not an ideal one. So, Blake, I'd love for you to talk about, before we get into kind of what feedback looks like, who uh, who is feedback for? Is it only from the top down? What does that look like in an ideal team culture?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the obvious answer is it's both ways, right? Like in order to have a culture that is not just driven by a person, but is driven by an idea, the idea has to have um, legs on both sides. It has to have the ability to permeate and correct both directions. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's everyone. I think one of the things, you know, this kind of short little story or whatever, one thing that, that... Thing, number one you talked about was as long as I'm not creating trouble for my manager, I'm doing fine. The truth is a lot of organizations do jive that way. But the problem is, is that means the only time the way we're defining feedback is correction and not feedback because feedback doesn't just mean things I'm fixing. Feedback is also, oh, that was a really innovative way to do that. I never would have thought to attack that problem in that way. Way to go. and. I know so many organizations who are afraid to say that stuff because they say, well, if I, if I give them too much, they're going to ask for more money. Well, let me just clue you in. They're going to ask for more money anyway. <laughs> like, why not fill them, fill their cup in the fact that they're enjoying the thing they're doing and they're being noticed. Um, you know, I had a, a teammate one time and this is how we started to see that we needed to give more feedback and in different ways was, i had one teammate say one time you know during a coaching call of all things was like hey i just want to talk today because like i noticed that when i hear people getting feedback and i don't get it i'm actually happy because you know i wasn't getting corrected which means i'm doing good i was like "Ooh, ouch okay um first off that showed me that we need to kind of give a different perspective on how to give feedback and how to receive feedback how to give the pros of feedback and how to give the con or the more constructive aspects, right? Um, because being corrected shouldn't be a bad thing. Mm-mm. Shouldn't, it? We, sh- we shouldn't look at it that way. So you're like, when people see it that way, they believe that growth and correction, they they bring those together. They, they believe that they're, they're bad things, which is weird because growth should be a thing people are excited about. And yet, we've created this weird paradigm that now people are are just happy if they believe that they're already winners and they get those special trophies at the end of the year. Everyone gets one. Just pass them out. Why not? You know, that's, that's the kind of culture you're accidentally creating. And I know that the managers and owners of those organizations hate the idea that that's what they're accidentally doing. Yeah. But it is. And so I would just say everyone's got to understand and be open to receive any kind of correction and uh, a claim for the things they've done as long as it's built upon the culture of the company.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well said. So, we're gonna spend the next 15 minutes or so, the rest of this episode, Uh, Just giving you a couple of examples of what feedback could look like in your organization. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. There could be uh, more ways that are more unique to your situation, but these are the kind of things that we've implemented over the years with our organization. And so we want to just give you not just like, hey, this is why it's important. This is why you should be doing it. This is what people think about when you do too much or not enough kind of thing. But we want to give you some practical steps on how to take this to the next level and and create this culture of feedback in your organization. And so since we are the culture base, we wanted to start with the what we feel like maybe one of the most vital for creating an ideal team culture is cultural feedback loops. Um, now, I'll introduce this and let Blake kind of get into it for a second as well. But cultural feedback loops. Typically done best when they're done quarterly, which means four times a year, right? These are opportunities for you as an organization to assess, are we, are we who we say we are as an organization, right? If we say, just to pick on our excellence one all the time, if we say that excellence matters, uh, do the people around us, above us, below us, do they all feel that as well? So, Blake, how do you go about uh, distributing this, uh, these cultural feedback loops? What are some examples of things that you might be, that we might be asking when we're sending these out and how do we, how do we send them out? Yeah. So, really easily, how for us, um, (laughs)
1: let me, let me ask, does, do people love taking surveys? Not really. Um, Yeah. And now people might be like, cool oh, I love much. it. Well, you're <laughs> going to be one of the few because the majority of people, if it's not easy, it's not in in a way that they can do simply, you're not going to get great feedback. So whereas I think in a interview, when you're interviewing someone, you want to ask um, questions that are like not yes or no you want to ask questions that are really open-ended to hear their responses that's not this okay this is like hey rate review these areas let's talk about our core values and and we sometimes we'll make them anonymous okay because i want to get honest feedback and be like hey what do you feel like our core values are going right now like this are we being minders and grinders? And then we'll have a spot where it's like, give us an example where that's not the case. And then it'll be like a one star to five star. How are we internally rating ourselves and rating the team? Uh, and of course, it's not you who's taking it. You're great. But everyone else, how are they doing? You know, And you start <laughs> to get better feedback. Um, and so we'll, we'll ask questions like, do you feel we hold people accountable well? And to, early on, we were getting like two to three stars on this question. It was like, okay, well... We got to start holding people accountable well because by not holding them accountable we thought they were going to be enjoying this well the majority of people a players want to work with a players and when they're working with a bunch of c players they're like this sucks hold these people accountable they're not going to show up like don't don't have them on the team because our team's ready to work and when i have to stop and re-explain things to the person who showed up late i can't i can't flow well you know and it's like getting these kind of answers when we just said what's our stars And they're giving that feedback it's like okay that's good so we're asking cultural values core values we're asking things that are important um those type of things but more are we who we say we are you know do we feel like we're developing people well we want to know that kind of stuff and so if people are like oh, i don't feel like we offer great programs we'd be like whoa we offer a ton of programs and then we'll dig in are we not distributing those programs well so it's not this doesn't do just one thing it does many things okay it yeah. just gives you a good uh, a good landscape to start really excavating what you need to do and what you need to change or uh, just areas you need to fine-tune so yeah that, that's the. it's that kind of stuff
0: yeah the second one that we would highly encourage would be operational feedback mm-hmm. and way Blake's company, uh, the electrical company does theirs is through these notes days, which I believe are quarterly. Is that right? Yeah. We just yeah. had one last week actually. Yeah. So in these notes days, the win here, so we say operational feedback because the win here is are things getting done correctly, mm-hmm. right? It's the, the right people doing the right things at the right time mm-hmm. so those are the things that we're assessing when we're looking at operational feedback how does this play out operational uh feedback play out for you like
1: yeah it's usually in person and what we're doing is a very like light swat kind of analysis but we're just digging in like what were strengths this past quarter and we'll just pull up our last quarter here are our strengths last quarter do we still agree with most of these Do we not agree? Like, what's, what's some stuff we maybe dropped? What are things that we need to improve? We'll dig into those kind of things where we just are trying to understand, are we doing things the right way? Are, you know, we said last quarter that, and and we give our, even our field team, here's your rocks this quarter. Here are the things you're going to focus on. If we don't focus on these, we're going to have to adjust next quarter. And we're gonna have to fix this because we have to have this data we have to have these types of things in place in order to be the company we say we're going to be and so in this time we're thinking about operational success we're thinking about productivity how to do things more efficiently and then at the end of all that we get really creative and we say we break everyone into groups and we say okay here were the top three things we're going to talk we talked about now go and let's all come up with ideas on how to work on these things, how to add uh, different twists, how to, how to come at this solution differently. And mm-hmm. then at the end, we get all that information and we kind of, okay, here's our, here's our marching orders. And then we go from there.
0: Yeah. I love it. You know, most people like uh, who are listening to this or watching this, they, they, they have at minimum, even if it's mandated by somebody higher up the chain than them. Uh, they usually have at minimum some type of annual review. Now, if you have no reviews whatsoever, no feedback system, this would be the place that you would at least want to start as doing something annually. We suggest more than that, obviously, as you've heard our discussion so far. But most are doing some type of annual review. But a way to take your annual reviews to the next level is to do some type of a peer based feedback loop or what would commonly be referred to as like a 360 review from kind of all angles of this person's uh, performance and of this person's, you know, interaction with each other. And Really what you're looking for here, because you kind of know if you're the one doing the annual review, you kind of know about this person's performance per se. at least to a certain extent you do you can kind of see the results of their performance uh but you're really wanting to know from their peers you know do they play well with others mm-hmm. are they uh a good part of the team or are they kind of off on their own do they go rogue a lot you know do they do they break the rules a lot or do they play as a team or do they play as an individual those types of things are things that that you're looking for here when you do these peer-based or 360 feedback loops yeah. And you're very
1: similar to like cultural feedback loops for the company. It's, it's very similar in what you're asking about the person now, and you're asking their peers. And as long as they've worked with them in the last quarter, that's important to us. Because if it's later than that, sometimes it's hard to get good, valid data that they already that maybe they haven't already started working on or grown from. Uh, and so then sometimes they're like, oh, they never show up on time. But oh, maybe we had a pip four months ago and they've been like nailing it on all cylinders since then. And we're like, oh, Al, that's not good data. Maybe we, it, it almost causes more issues. So I
0: think and a PIP that, performance improvement plan. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just making sure um, we're clarifying. I appreciate that. For the kids in the um, back, like me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we,
1: we send this stuff out ahead of their review, their annual review. And so we're getting these things a few weeks out and we're sending digital questionnaires for them to like do the stars and give like, what's one thing they need to do better at. What's one thing they do awesome at. And we don't even allow the, they need to do better until they can come up with something they do good at. Because I think it's important. It's, it's easy to give the criticism. It's harder to give compliments, but I want us to be a team who gives compliments well. Um, And so Anyway, um, I think the other thing I would say in line here that maybe is a little outside of this peer based review is that there's got to be some type of feedback loop that exists where you are regularly meeting with your direct reports and giving feedback more consistently. You know, we're talking quarterly on a couple of these things, annually, monthly on some of these things, but I I mean, developments in the weeks, right? It's in the dates and the weeks. And um, if we're waiting even a month, sometimes a lot can change. And so that's where I think if you are like, I don't even know where to start. One of the best places to start is having your team be coaching someone and be being coached by someone at some level. if they're not getting coached, it may, it's probably not going to go well. Okay. They're probably not going to give a level of coaching if they're not used to being coached and used to seeing how to be instructed. So, uh, I know that's one that maybe we haven't dug into a whole bunch, but I think it's important to have some type of thing. And I don't, I don't care how you do that. A lot of times minor coaching calls, like their monthly coaching calls, but then like, my direct reports, their direct reports, the how is, I'm fine however they feel it's important to do it as long as the other people are getting it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to highlight before we wrap up here, something really cool that Blake just said is that development is in the days and the weeks. I think so often we get to like, well, last year we talked about this, You know, or two years ago on that PIP or two years ago on your goal, annual goals or three years ago on that annual. If I go back and look at your files, I can see what we talked about. If you have to go back and look at your files to to kind of flesh out development for for your team, uh, it's it's not often enough. Yep. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I love what Blake said here, that development is in the days and the weeks. We all know that time is a tricky thing and it gets away from us and there's a lot of meant to's and a lot of shouldas and couldas and wouldas. This is where we're telling you if you want an ideal team culture, this is where it's done. It's done in the days and the weeks. So. Uh, a couple things that we might suggest uh, for you to do before we wrap up today as some next steps. I would say if you don't have any or most of these things that we've talked about, um, the notes day is one of my favorite things in the world because I'm a nerd and I love people interaction and I love that like brainstorming and let's get together and let's not, not one person has the best ideas. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a notes day with your team and brainstorm some questions that you need to be asking more on a regular basis. Um, and then lastly, I would say, obviously like come to us at the culture base. We do this for a living. This is what we do. We, we help teams do these things. So go to the slash strategy, uh, hop on our calendar and let's talk about how we can help you implement some of these things into your regular culture of feedback as you build that. Any other, uh, things that you would add here, Blake? I don't think so. No, so build this culture. Uh, build the culture of feedback. You can do it, it is doable. Just take the next right step. Start uh, asking what are some questions that you can be asking. Involve as many people as possible because ideas uh, come from everywhere, and anywhere, up, down, sideways, around the organizational ladder. Uh, it it will be worth it. And you'll be glad that you did. So uh, next time we're going to be back here uh, on the culture based podcast, talking about setting boundaries. Cannot wait to talk with y'all about that. I'm sure it'll be a lively discussion full of caffeine and maybe some additional F words. Who knows? Remember feedback was the F word today. Thank you. (laughs) He was very confused. Wow. Yeah.
1: The explicit box on the podcast. uh,
0: with Blake, you never know, folks. So yeah, that's that's why I always say this is for adults. So <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Anyway, we can't wait to be with you next week. We'll talk to you then on the Culture Base podcast.